Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So if you're wine drunk and ready to cry, Peach, Mikey, and Todd are telling you why. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Your favorite films, they'll rip them to shreds with these guys in charge. Tell romance is dead. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Todd sees you when you're sleeping. Mike likes to sniff your hair. Paige is an Ebenezer Scrooge. She just don't give a damn. So listen up now. The show's gonna start. Paige, Mikey, and Todd will steal your heart. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. By the way, Mikey, we can't do another episode where you're eating during it. I'm cutting out so many. Yeah, because of the French fries. Yeah, it was. I try to eat before we record we told you to just finish and you were like no let's go <laughs> i mean it's like the episode kicks off with you eating maybe like, you should eat more and you know what the fuck it's like <laughs> and you can edit it out better you piece of shit don't, we, don't even know what the sound of eating is do you guys want to start yes okay you don't understand heavy breathing if you ate more you fucking piece of shit sorry oh. I go upstairs and I don't lose my breath. My name's Tom. My circulation's amazing. (laughs) You know what sucks is like, I cannot run nearly as much as I used to and it breaks my heart like it's killing me. I can only run two miles instead of four. Oh, my problems. They hurt as much as my sore muscles from working out. I actually, my chest, biceps, and abs are sore today because I hit them real hard in the gym. Mikey, don't you also go to the gym? Yes, all the time. You fucking fake ass fat. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that I'm wearing fat face? Yes. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, I made you guys watch... 
Love, Love Hard. Hard. Now, was this the first time either of you have seen this movie before? Yes. I watched it when it came out. Okay, so what were your first impressions of Love Hard? Look, it's a Netflix romantic Christmas movie. The bar is set at a solid five at most. Yes, absolutely. And I thought I thought it about got there. Yeah. I watched it during Christmas time, and there was Christmas in the movie, and there was a romantic <laughs> plot. I, I, I love that there are like two boxes that a movie has to meet so Christmas Mikey will like it and it is is there a romantic plot and does it take place at christmas is christmas in the movie this is how i know how little mikey has watched of this movie is i watched it twice is it good no no it's no. terrible i mean everyone in this movie is a bad person is it good for what it's trying to do i, I don't know i mean i know that i had a good time watching it during christmas I had a good time watching it too, and there are moments in this movie that I like really love, like when he sings the different lyrics to "It's Cold Outside." That's the first time I laughed in this movie. Same, <laughs> and I really, I really love that version of it. I did. I liked it a lot. It very much plays like a woman trying to talk herself into staying because she knows she wants to, and it's less creepy, right? Which, by the way historically that was the purpose of that song like i'm not apologizing for the song it definitely sounds creepy as fuck it sounds terrible with the original lyrics yeah especially modern day it definitely sounds like roofing yeah. i get it fully with you but historically when the song was originally written and performed it was about the excuses that people are giving to kind of explain to society their innocence in a situation that society would look down upon right but listen just bone down yeah. for christmas why are we fighting over <laughs> I, this i know yes yeah, but you couldn't, like back in the day, you couldn't just bone down for Christmas. Oh, you could bone down and should, ladies. If Outlanders taught us anything, people in history can and should bone down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got here because people in history boned down. That, that is, is true. undisputed. I'm pretty sure my mom had an immaculate conception with me. This is just based on things that I've heard. No, this is not about that girl calling you Jesus in bed. <laughs> I refuse. No, Paige, don't bring that up, please. Look, I believe that Mary got holy ghosted. <laughs> and I don't think that takes away from the, what's it called? Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> The nativity, I guess? The nativity, yes! <laughs> is that the word you were looking for? Normally, Mikey is my buddy in explaining Christian <laughs> shit, but not today. Not today. I'm I, I liked you better when you were saying we were all here because of historic boning, and I stand by that. Yes. We were. That's just implicitly true. The Holy Ghost, like, hit it and, like, you know, stayed with it because it became the Lord and Savior. I don't think it yeah. was the Holy Ghost that got Mary pregnant. It's a well, fucking trinity. Okay, three and one. No, I'm kidding. We can't get into yeah, this right now. <laughs> it was honestly a very spiritual threesome. No. Foursome. You have to count Mary. That's true. Mary the lightning is going to burn down your fancy new house. It is a threesome because Jesus is not part of it yet. Right. Until they have the threesome. Right. No, because he is. Oh, fuck so me. you're saying that Mary had sex show. with the Father, the Son, no. and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, just the Father and the Holy Ghost. So you're saying no. the Holy oh, Ghost, God, in my no. mind, it's the Father and the Holy Ghost is just the fog machine. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like okay. setting the mood, right? No, oh but my just God. like a sentient fog machine, like an Alexa that is also a fog machine. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty fun portrayal. That's the Christ that I believe in. I, 
I'm kidding. I am a Christian, and now I will go to hell. I yeah, I'm, I'm glad God. that I'm sitting safely here in my freezing cold apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Like, I love the image of the Holy Ghost, like, emitting, like, dry ice vapor into the room while singing, Sha-la-la-la-la-la, don't be shy, Yahweh's gonna impregnate you. Like, that whole thing. It's gonna be great. I love this series. We should do this. God, your syllable work needs work. Maybe if you spent less time in the gym and more time practicing, you wouldn't be like this. Practicing my Yahweh songs? Like, I can't imagine that's ever going to come up, Mike. Yeah, Todd, we actually, we've been meaning to talk to you about your yeah. Yahweh songs. <laughs> yeah, your Yahweh songs. It's <laughs> some fucking work. Just be happy that I know what Yahweh is. I know. Did you like that the Mormons were the villain of this film? <laughs> I did not like that we didn't see any because there's nothing more fun for me than a Hollywood portrayal of Mormonism. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run it down. I think this movie is passable as a Netflix Christmas movie. Like most of these movies we have done, the bar is low and they are fun to pick apart. Yeah. The bar for these movies is like Hallmark level movies. And the Netflix version of the Hallmark Christmas movies are always a little bit better. And this one is a little bit better than like Finding Father yeah. Christmas or the trilogy that that movie spawned. Is it Marrying Father Christmas? It, yeah. Or whatever. So it's anyway, Finding yeah. Father Christmas, Engaging Father Christmas, and Marrying Father Christmas. I watched all of them at Thanksgiving. It was amazing. They're terrible. But yeah, these are a little bit better. So like the the Netflix ones are a little bit better than the Hallmark ones. But this one like barely clears that bar. Although I do like that this one takes the trope of, well, all romantic comedies have just terrible main characters. So that's what we're going to go with with this movie too. And it sticks to that because both the main characters are garbage people. Well, I mean, it's pretty realistic. Have you been outside? Most people are garbage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, here's that's what true. I did like about the movie. I like that one. It shits all over love, actually, for like the whole running time. I did. I did like that. Also, I like that it brings in. Is Die Hard a good Christmas movie or not? It is. It is. It is. It's one of the best. Agreed. Yeah. I liked some of the family stuff and some of their chemistry, but you know, I don't think the premise of catfishing someone is a good premise to launch a romantic comedy out of. It would have been very good in 2007 or six mm. when, you know, like it was kind of a thing. It still happens. I mean, catfishing happens all the time now. Yes, yeah. but back then it was like rare and like people talked about it. And now it's like kind of expected on the internet. We're like, you're just going to get catfished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's kind of true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like the fact that she's surprised that he catfished her. Also, they're, but Todd's right. They're both about to. He does catfish her and he was lonely and he did it from across the country thinking he would never meet her. Yeah, right. I get it. He justified it and that's fine. Doesn't make it okay, but fine. It doesn't make it okay. She does go to his house, figure it out, and then chooses to stay. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why she chooses to stay. <laughs> Paige, I think it is just because she needs to write the article, so she needs like a story. That's the only thing I could think as to why she might stay. No, the film says she wants to hook up with other dude. Oh, that's true. Because she goes My, to the bar that night and sees him and yes. is like, oh, I'm going to hang out in town and get the actual dick of the person I've actually never spoken to ever in yes, my life. never That met. is so bonkers to me. My theory was she was just waiting for her luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have preferred it if they were like, 
on a like a love is blind like website where they don't see each other and then she's very attractive meets him and maybe struggles with him being conventionally like so you're removing the catfish out of it i see what you're doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i got okay yeah 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 anyway do you have more points before i launch into rage no 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 no. (laughs) i I mean i did like him so okay let, let me start with there are things that i do like about this movie i do like the diversity and representation in this movie I do. I think it's great to have unconventional looking male leads. Let's keep doing it. Here's what I hate, though. (laughs) I hate that she's pretty. Not because of anything personal about her, but because there's a documented history of Hollywood playing into a trope that men who are less attractive deserve pretty women no matter what, and fat women deserve to be funny and alone. And this movie keeps fucking doing it. (laughs) And it does it in this whole, like... Oh, appearances shouldn't be as important. Love the person you're with while continually fat shaming people throughout the entire movie and painting her best friend who is heavy and funny in a terrible light and portraying her seeking a hot guy as worse than him trying to find a hot girl. Because at the end of fucking day, he chose her picture too. And then at the end of this movie, they try to make it her fault where they're like, yeah, well, you're the one who needs to learn to accept someone who's not normal looking. I'm like, he lied to her and catfished her. Like, what are we talking about here? Why is this suddenly her lesson to learn? Fuck this movie. Fuck it to death. What in the feminist <laughs> hell? I swear to God. She did catfish the other dude. She did. Well, I mean, like not with her she picture. She didn't catfish him. Yeah, it's a different thing. But she did lie to him. Yeah, she pretended to be into things that she wasn't into. And that's not great. But here's the thing. She's stuck in the fucking north in the snow with no luggage she wouldn't even be there if he hadn't lied like what the fuck yeah the whole movie should have been him like groveling this movie presents her as equally bad as him like she has equal weight in the choices that have happened and then lectures her about incel fucking bullshit and this is just because we did so much fucking research for our incel episodes. Half of incels are women and they interact with it differently in a way that is actually really, really sad. And no one puts that shit in movies. I would feel so much better if they had catfished each other. Make that movie. They're both lying. And then they both have to actually like confront that. So they're both not conventionally attractive? Yes. I love that movie. Can we fucking do it, please? That would be a great movie, yeah. Thank you. Do I need to fucking write it? Apparently I do. I'm sorry. This is why I'm shouting in my own bedroom. I'll shoot it. We could do it on a low budget. Like, I know a lot oh, of unattractive people. What the people. fuck do you know about unconventional attractiveness? Thank Ty. you. <laughs> you fucking skinny bitch. <laughs> yeah, you skinny piece of shit. Okay, I should, for context, say that before this episode started recording, when we jumped on the Zoom call, they have been skinny shaming me. Oh, oh this man. Is the so, it's been, been an ongoing inter- inside joke that is now, like, bled into the episode. I have breakfast and dinner today Mm. (laughs) i'm sure todd eats yeah he talks enough about food yeah i like food guys oh man yeah i'm sure he'll tell us about his macros or what the fuck ever soon (laughs) i don't even think todd does the macros we watched todd eat wings a couple days ago (laughs) i had wings literally tonight i had pad thai which i like to call peanut butter pasta but the past two nights i had wings and fries for dinner like i put down food I also like cardio. I balance it out with running. And honestly, walking is just as good. So I do. I walk a lot. Well, I'll tell you what I like. 
Macro, Oni, and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, so do I. I literally, uh, on uh, three nights ago, we went to Hogwood Barbecue where, where we had the meetup. Do you remember that place? And I had their brisket and mac and cheese. It was so good. We just can't listen to you about this. And that's just how it's going to be. Actually, no, no, brisket mac and cheese sounds amazing. All right. Can we stop skinny shaming me and move into the movie? I Just for the record, I was doing less of the skinny shaming. <laughs> less. Only on the recording. Before we started recording, you were going pretty hard, too. Oh. <laughs> Hard like you went on the <laughs> treadmill, you piece of shit. <laughs> I ate three wings last night. I'm a big guy. It was a 10-piece, baby. It was really good, too. 10-piece is a <laughs> multiplier of the kind of wings that I eat. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I ordered 20 wings the other day for a snack. <laughs> What'd you order, the child's meal? Get out of here. <laughs> I am like super self-conscious about my weight right now because I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life. Well, you shouldn't be. You should double that wing order is what you should do. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care as long as Natalie still finds me attractive and she tells me she that's does. All that's so important. there you go. That's, that's all that's I care it. about, really. You know, the best layer is the fat layer. <laughs> you, you can cut down some of the layers of clothing if you actually beefed up down there. You're obviously really cold all the time and you wouldn't have to be if you had like some body fat. All right, that's it. I'm doing it. What? Oh, what? Oh, no, God. No, no. Oh, shit. No. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, the listeners man. could not see that, but I legit Todd almost just went ass over apple carts. Yeah. Chair. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Can we stop? Anyway, what were your first thoughts on the movie, Todd? I loved it. I thought it was great. No problems. I honestly felt like <laughs> everyone in this movie was wonderful. They had clear, super great wholesome mode no everyone was terrible in this movie but i sort of loved that i think it's very funny to like see these super dysfunctional people come together because that's like reality i've never met two people get together and i was like oh man that's gonna work like i always can see why it's gonna fall apart <laughs> well now i feel super self-conscious <laughs> but i think this is just you hoping that jake and i fall apart so you can swoop in there swoop and i'm gonna in. have to cater that wedding he will be mine oh yes <laughs> He will be mine. I'm going to sniff this Henry Cavill candle for strength. <laughs> Dude, no joke. <laughs> I have been sniffing that Gryffindor candle like all day today. Yeah. <laughs> sniffing candles is what he calls lunch. <laughs> I had a big turkey wrap today for lunch, baby. Would you have a big boy turkey wrap when you're a little <laughs> Take the catfish out of it. It's also very unhealthy for someone to surprise visit someone on Christmas. Oh, yes. We're going to get into that for sure. Because, yes, she should never have flown across the country. Let's just dive into the movie. Let's do yeah. it. So it starts out with voiceover about Greek mythology saying that humans were originally designed with four arms, four legs, and two faces. But then they thought we'd be too powerful. So they split us up and we're forever looking for our other half. Sure. And we basically meet Nina Dobrev's character and she's going on a date from an app. And I don't fully see what's exactly wrong with this first guy, except that he doesn't look quite like his picture. But he's not far off. I mean, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with him, really. I think she's just looking for what's wrong with him, you know? Yeah. The next one, we have her... And we basically get a montage of her going on bad dates. And so, like, yeah. there's one guy with a wife, which is, like... I know a few people who have ended up in that one, and that is Oof Magoo. <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah. There's her just getting ghosted. This <laughs> is also how we find out that she writes an online column for dating, and that's, like, her job. Yeah. Which is hilarious. We will find out later because that is impossible. She actually works for a company called Social Media. 
And I yeah, was like, so sh- oh my God, that's like such a douchebag company. And then we meet her boss and I was like, oh, that all fits. That makes sense. Yep, yeah. All this fits. Yeah. It all fits. Yep. 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 We also then meet her best friend in the office who is a chubby alcoholic blonde lady who is just like, your problem is you. You pick the wrong people and you got to import people from Ohio. Like, what's up? Oh, like she did. I guess she does have a husband, right? But we never see that person. True. She's never displayed as a sexual being. She is always in at least two layers of sweatshirts. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just because she dresses oh, sensibly doesn't mean you should attack her, right? This is not me saying, oh, she's dressing sensibly. This is the, they are not willing to portray her as anything but a funny fat friend right to the point where we never meet her partner she doesn't even she aside from this one comment she never mentions her partner like she is portrayed as alone and sarcastic and she has no other attributes yeah. in this movie i do like the friend though i think she does a good she's job funny. in this movie and she is very funny i'd hang out with her yeah, yeah me too i think she's great i do like that in this scene though she's talking about how she needs to like widen her range because it's like yes. set to like five miles i was like what are you doing five miles so this is a case of and there's a few different things in this movie where it is a joke purely for people who live in los angeles yeah because in Los Angeles, five miles is a long distance relationship because <laughs> let me put it to you this way. My commute to work is 19 miles and it takes two hours. That's so crazy. So five miles could take you anywhere from half an hour to a full hour. When she talks about driving to Glendale, costing her $40 in gas, she is exaggerating. But that would be almost an hour plus drive from where she is. Oh, that's crazy. But here's the other funny thing. So she's in West Hollywood, which I did factor into my money fun facts when talking about her apartment and stuff later. (laughs) Nice. But West Hollywood's the gay neighborhood. (laughs) So like, of course she's not meeting anyone there. Like, yeah, five miles within the radius of West Hollywood. She's lucky to find straight guys at all. Like, she's looking in the wrong place. Her friend is right. I did love when her friend is like, yeah, it's cheaper to just do cocaine and run everywhere. She's not wrong. (laughs) You'd like that, wouldn't you, Todd? (laughs) I do like cardio. I've never done cocaine, but... I used to tell a joke when I back when I did stand up for that very brief time. My favorite joke was, uh, I don't like do cocaine, but I just like the way it smells. <laughs> that's, that's great. But like, <laughs> that was my only good joke. Trust me. Anyway, so basically she has her widen her range. And this is also where we find out about her kiwi allergy. Yeah, which I forgot about because it only comes up that one time. That yeah. one time when I was like, oh, yeah, that is a super real allergy. Though. Oh, yeah. There are people who are like super fucking allergic to kiwi. <laughs> But I mean, like she mentions on the DL in like the first like five minutes and it doesn't come back for like 45 minutes. Uh, no, it comes back pretty early and then it never comes back. Yeah, again. it's the first night she goes to Lake Placid or whatever. So like, yeah, it comes up within the first 25 minutes and then it never comes up again. And then it never comes up. Oh, yeah. Time is weird with these kind of movies. Right. Yeah. It's not that weird if you're paying attention, but I get it, Mike. You understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know, like a Hallmark movie is maybe nine days long, but sometimes also 20 minutes. It all depends on your frame of mind. <laughs> That's true. And how many batches of cookies you're timing. Yeah. So we cut to her dragging a Christmas tree up the stairs into her apartment and then putting it in a trash can because she doesn't have a Christmas tree stand. I don't know why. I feel like this is the Hallmark. You know, in Hallmark movies where the girl's always clumsy. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those where they're just like, she doesn't even know how to Christmas tree. And I'm just like. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I know someone who has their own Christmas tree lot and is on the market for 17 women. So maybe we should just introduce this lady to Mikey. Mm, I just, as someone who was single in Los Angeles for a long time and put up 
many a tree on their own. There are times where she was doing stuff and I was just like, fuck you. (laughs) You're pretty and no one is hurling insults at you on these apps. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, so she goes through all of like her potential matches and like, one is a nude yoga instructor, which like you got to go on like one date with that guy. You just have for the to story. for the stories. Yeah, absolutely. Paige. Completely. Uh, then a guy who said he was in the like finals for getting on Dancing with the Stars. And I was like, how? Because you're either a star or a professional ballroom dancer. That's not like a thing you try out for necessarily. I would assume he's a professional ballroom dancer. Yeah, I guess. Then there's like a guy who's like, I'm a super feminist and like a hottie and like whatever. And then she finds one where he's like, I'm passionate about the outdoors, which for me would have been like murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's where I bury my bodies. Yep. I'm definitely going to make you hike on a date where you're going to have to bring your asthma inhaler and it's going to be the fucking worst. (laughs) Anyway, he's in Lake Placid, New York. And one of his pictures says he's looking for someone spontaneous and drama free. And anytime I would see anyone on dating sites who's like, I'm looking for somebody with no drama. And I'm like, you're the drama and bye. If all your relationships are filled with drama, you're the common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say maybe a guy doesn't talk to you two days on Hinge and then you send him a Facebook message, an Instagram message and a page log Hinge message that ends with, if you block me, I would understand based on this message. Don't send that message. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the problem. And I understand that that sounded oddly specific, but I'm sure that was just like a general type comment, right, Mike? That's never happened to you. Well, I mean, you guys will find out, but now I'm writing a new column for Soch. <laughs> Soch Meads? Nice. Soch Meads! <laughs> I'm going to start a site called Soch Meads. When Todd was like, wait, you never physically met this woman? I was like, we never even texted. Oh, so we're just going <laughs> to go ahead and let people know that that actually happened. A hundred percent. That happened to me as well, where somebody messaged me 28 times in the same day, and I oh. was like, hey, I'm at work. I'm not going to be able to respond to you. And then they just kept messaging and I had to block them on multiple social media sites and then they made sample profiles. And that was back when you were doing retail, right? That was back when I was in retail. Yeah, you're like on the floor. You can't have your phone. Like, yeah, that's insane. My job can be intense sometimes. So it's like, I don't answer sometimes. You guys know from the group text. Yeah. But then it's like, <laughs> I get back on Hinge. The last message she sends is like, was it something I said that made you upset? And I was like, I cannot go down this road with you it has only been an hour (laughs) yeah (laughs) well anyway so (laughs) she she decides that she likes this dude so they start texting back and forth i'm gonna hire her a bodyguard because she needs security i thought you meant nina dobrev and i was like she needs it because he might have been a murderer and she lucked (laughs) out that he wasn't yeah don't visit someone without asking i mean sure but also don't catfish people like if somebody murdered someone and you're like well don't go walking in the park no 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 that park's not reserved for murder (laughs) like people have a right to walk in the park But, like, at least verify his identity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely should. Like, I'm not saying she made a great choice here, but also he did catfish her, and that's not on her. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to give it 80 20. Like 80 him, 20 her? Yeah, because even. I, yeah. I'm comfortable with those odds. Uh huh. Yeah. He did catfish her, but she, she bought a flight. Which I have numbers about what those flights cost, and they're surprisingly affordable. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. He didn't even try to catfish her into coming. That's true. And they do talk about it. When We'll talk about it when we get there. But like she she does make the choice to go on her own sight unseen after only talking for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this is where they talk about he loves love actually. She loves die hard. And I was just like, are we really having the meme conversation about die hard being a Christmas movie in a movie? Yeah, we absolutely are. Yeah. We couldn't write anything better than that. No. <laughs> 
page. They absolutely cannot write anything better than that. This is a Netflix romantic comedy. Ugh. It's called Love Hard. I know because it's Love Actually and Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this is this kind of is part of my frustration with this movie where it's written from the perspective of one character without considering any other character's empathy or feelings. Kind of like 500 Days of Summer. Okay. In 500 Days of Summer, though, by the end, he's like, I'm a dick because I'm self-centered and didn't take her perspective on anything, right? No, that's not at all what he comes to the conclusion of. I thought that was what it was of like, no, she was like, I told you from the get go that I wasn't feeling this like, that. no, no, no. That's what he should learn. What he learns is she's just not the right person for me. And then meets another girl named Autumn. There's not actual growth in that movie. It's real frustrating. Yeah, but but it's because Ooh. it's written from his perspective. It doesn't really take her perspective into account, just like this movie is written from Jimmy O. Yang's character's perspective. And that's why it blames her at the end of the movie, which is bonkers. Anyway, so they get to talking. They have a good conversation. This is where one of my number one rules of dating comes in is that you meet someone in person as soon as humanly possible. If you have any connection texting and you're texting, it's kind of going well, meet them as soon as you can, because it's very easy to get like, super wrapped up in somebody's text persona mm-hmm. and be super fun. Yeah. And then you meet them and it's just fucking nothing and you've wasted time. I have a real good text persona, like way better than like in person. Same. I would say mine is pretty equal to in person, but I went on many, many, many dates with guys that seemed amazing and then were terrible. R- like to the point where you're like, was someone else writing your texts? Like it was real bad. You have to meet people in person. I have written texts for friends who were uh, messaging people from like Tinder and stuff. So like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I'm pretty fun and silly through text, Mm -hmm. but when I meet you in person, I am serious. (laughs) (laughs) I think a guy's mom was writing his text for one of the dates that I went on. Oof a goof! And it was one of those things that like I didn't realize until I got on the date and I was like, you don't know anything about cookware. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, it was like, and, and it was just friendly back and forth. But I was like, we we had only texted a couple times. I was like, let's go get coffee because we live nearby, public place, safe. Yeah. Coffee's a great get to know you first date sort of thing. Yeah. And he couldn't carry conversations at all. Oof. Like he couldn't even engage in conversation. I was like, we talked for like two days. And then he mentioned like, yeah, my mom's been trying to get me to go out. And, and I was like, oh my God, I think your mom wrote these messages. Like, yeah. But you weren't like, so is your mom single? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, is she, uh... <laughs> No, I got my boss to call and say that I needed to go to work. Oh, um, I love that. That's great. So That's good. a good boss right there. That is a good boss. And I went in to thank her and she was like, no, really, though. Can you hop on a register? And I ended up having to work. <laughs> no, but you're, you're, I've had really great text chemistry and you meet and like the spark's just not there. It's yeah. not there. Yeah. And it's like, that's the worst feeling because you're like, oh, I like talking to you and you're not in front of me. Mm-hmm. Jake and I had amazing text chemistry and then planned a date that didn't pan out. So we ended up texting for like another two weeks. And I was like, oh, this could be bad because I really like him. But if it doesn't pan out, like this could be real terrible. And then when we met in person, he was like exactly the same in person. I was like, oh, thank God. I'm actually really nervous to meet Jake because like I've been talking about him so <laughs> long and I built him up in my mind so much. I mean, good thing I'm married to him and you're not. So like, I mean, for now, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. You can have him. I'm glad I have your permission, even though the law says that I already had it. <laughs> you can have him. You can have him. I don't care what the state of California says about it. <laughs> oh. anyway. like, you really think you could get Jake? It's so fucking ridiculous. Jake does like a thick milkshake. Just saying. You're like Jake's walking stick, you skinny piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that the listeners are finally going to get to see the real Mikey this episode. <laughs> Just to see how verbally abusive he is to me. Why don't you get on the floor and do a hollow hold for like 30 seconds and then tell me some piece of shit thing about <laughs> Mikey's so mean. What's a hollow hold? I don't even hold? know. I have no idea what a hollow hold a is. Low boat. It's like a low boat hold. Oh, is, did you learn that at the fucking gym, you fucking hypocrite? <laughs> it's my job to go after both of you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But let's get through this movie first let's do it so she and her friend meet in the park which does her friend have a name yeah i mean she must but i don't think we ever get it her friend's name is carrie carrie yeah. okay he googled it though if the, the movie does i would have had to yeah i mean i am looking at imdb but i'm sure she does say it once no she does <laughs> when she's like calling her from the bathroom when she first gets so she does say it. I just don't remember. Anyway, so yeah. her friend wisely demands that she needs a picture with like today's newspaper <laughs> and stuff in it, which by the way, because Jake and I met through mutual friends on Facebook. So like we had people that we both knew in person who knew the other one, but we had never met. And to verify that he, I wasn't being catfished, I gave him a list of things that had to be in the photo. <laughs> and I still probably have that picture somewhere, but it was like, I need... Like your name, this date, a small Lego man, <laughs> like a whole crazy list. I've of done shit. that too. This is like years ago when I was like first online dating. Mm -hmm. I was talking to this lady and I was like, take a picture with your wireless router at home. <laughs> so, yeah. so, she, so she sent me a picture of her and her like wireless router. Uh, and this is like before FaceTiming was common. I think if it was now, God forbid I ever have to date again. But if I did, I would be like, hey, let's just, I would FaceTime. just FaceTime. Yeah. People. yeah. And then, you know, and if that went well, I would like, let's meet for coffee or cocaine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee cane, you got it. Mikey, what is your strategy when you're online dating? Aside from like turning it on for two days on hinge through text, so much so that when you stop responding, there's a vacuum of emptiness in this woman's life that makes her want to reach out and write a literal page to you asking you what happened. I mean, just be yourself. He just sends dick pics. <laughs> I feel like authenticity and active listening gets you a long way. It does, man. I agree. It 100% does. does. Yeah. And honestly, just being 100% yourself cuz then you're not ever having to fake anything and like you're not you're not going to waste your time if you're being yourself. You're not going to waste their time if you're being yourself. Okay. I was recently ghosted. I the last person I liked got ghosted me. So, yeah, she used you for your sexy sweet body. And then never talk to you again, Mikey. I think if we remember back to Just Friends last Christmas, there's a song that the mom sings that applies here. Be, be yourself. Be yourself. That's it. That's the whole song. <laughs> I mean, what is my online dating strategy? I mean, at this point, I'm just like, this is who I am and like, whatever, take it or leave it and then or take it and then leave it. <laughs> I think you should change all your photos to just photos of your calves and your butt in those shorts that people yeah. get freaked out about over Instagram. <laughs> There's no face pictures. 
And then the last <laughs> one, the last one is that Wreck-It Ralph fiction. <laughs> oh, God. You know the one. The one with the vitamin water in your pants. <laughs> God, that picture's so stupid. Okay. God, that picture's so accurate. No, you guys are making me blush. Mikey is very red right now. It's so You cute. wrote my dating profile. I mean, I like, did. So, yeah. And has it been working out for you, Mikey? I mean, I, you know, what's the measure of success? Before you experiment on something, we should have set some success parameters. Am I married? Am I in a relationship? Have I been on a date in three weeks? No. Okay, to be fair, I, I wrote your profile like six months ago. That's true. I wouldn't expect you to be married. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know my own strength. Like, I knew I had game, but damn. I think it might be time for a, a refresh, Paige. That's true. I should rewrite it. <laughs> yeah. Yeet. Sheesh, and that's just it. I modernized it. <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to date in the holidays anyway. It is, like, yeah. You're busy. I, I know they mm -hmm. say like it happens when you least expect it, and really, yeah. my expectations for life are so low. Then maybe it'll happen. That's honestly the best policy right there. Just go with the flow, baby. Just eat wings in front of everyone. Yeah, most girls they like what this mouth can do with wings. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and use it as the quote for the episode. Most girls <laughs> dot, 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 like what this mouth can do. They like what the, which, which is even funnier. Most girls dot, 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 they like what this mouth can do with wings. Yo, Mikey, what that mouth do? What that mouth do? So much. We got we got to finish this movie. Okay. So anyway, they, they establish a relationship. They seem to like each other. They're like falling asleep, talking to each other. Like, it's very cute. They send each other dick pics, Nixon and Andy Dick. Andy Dick tried to roofie one of my friends. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dick's a terrible person. Do you have a go-to <laughs> dick pic? No, but I think I want to make it Dick Halloran now. But I haven't had to send or receive dick pics in quite some time. I receive ones that I just delete. But I haven't had to send any recently. I have a go-to dick pic. What is it? It's uh, Dick Van Dyke. Nice. It's one of my favorite pictures of Dick Van Dyke because he's like, <gasps> <laughs> it's wonderful. It's my go-to. And I, and I use it in the situation like he uses it. Right. Mine is my dick photoshopped on Godzilla with the arms and legs. <laughs> Stomping through Tokyo with little tanks and helicopters attacking it. I like how it's your Somebody actual make dick. This, please. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. If I had gotten that while dating, I would have laughed and immediately asked you on a date. That's my dick pic right there. That's the one I use. That's funny. I, just, I love Dick Van Dyke, and that's just like a great photo of him, like cheesing it up. But I also I photoshopped my dick in behind where he's pointing. That's what <laughs> I, I put my dick right there. So it's like him. Hello. Yeah, he's like. <gasps> it's got layers, like you. <laughs> Now that I'm married, I just take blurry close-ups of one nipple. So you can't even really tell what it is. It's just for me for fun. If you guys were wondering, I wonder what Paige gets up to when she's got downtime. <laughs> blurry nitpicks. Like, she's not baking or podcasting. Just blurry nitpicks. So like the Godzilla breath is just my semen. Oh, <laughs> Mikey, I wish I had time to edit this because of the holidays, no cuts in this episode. Like it's going to be a live episode. So we're just going with it. I'll tell you what is cut on big old <laughs> <laughs> It's a cut. It's been doing crunches. <laughs> oh my God. I don't got to work out, Todd, because oh. I got that. <laughs> Mega God dick. <laughs>
You're going to get so many DMs from like 30 oh, listeners. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. I can't believe <laughs> that we just had the is Mikey circumcised conversation, but we probably should move into the rest of this movie. All right. Yeah. Okay. So go around in a circle. Who's circumcised? Who's not? <laughs> My whole body's cut. My name's Todd. I work out all the time. <laughs> I don't. I swear to God. This girl's profile says, we'll get along if you like 90s country music. Man, I feel like a woman. That's Shania Twain and Leon Rhymes. Yeah. I can get down with that. Um, my close personal friends, Shadaisy, were big in the 90s and early 2000s. Shadaisy! They yeah. sang at my brother's funeral. Oh. Like, I legit, like, their oldest one used to babysit me. Like, I know them that, very well. My brain is thinking, they, they didn't do Leave Me Breathless. Is that somebody else? No, that's the course. That is the course. <laughs> Why am I thinking that's Shadaisy? Tell me. Tease me. Yeah. I don't think the cores are sisters. Shadaisy are all sisters. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I went on a date with the youngest one. And by went on a date, I mean I showed up at a coffee shop she happened to be at and we talked for like three minutes. It was the best date of my life. <laughs> she didn't know it was a date, but I don't know what a date is apparently. <laughs> no. If you don't see Blair Witch, it's not a date. No, it, it was not a date. The fact that I can't join this conversation i'm just gonna swipe left that's probably for the best yeah anyway back to this movie so as we go through the montage of them talking we find out that she was chubby as a kid and she's glad that she's not now and i was like cool so we could have had a movie where she was chubby and this had more emotional impact but no not gonna do it not allowed not allowed to have trouble chubby leading ladies apparently it's still hollywood page i know I'm not saying we shouldn't. I really like the idea of they're both catfishing each other. Right? I love that idea. But I mean. I, that's such a better movie. It is. Did you see that Dumpling Girl has a new movie out? She does. And I really want to see it. It looks amazing. We should see if she's available for our Love Hard spinoff, Actually Hard, where they're both catfishing <laughs> each other. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I don't want to root for someone who catfishes someone. <laughs> Actually, if this movie's combination of Die Hard and Love Actually is Love Hard, our version should be Actually Die. <laughs> no, Die Actually. Die, die actually. actually. Die Actually. I love it. Okay, cool. But then people will just think it's like a Die Antwerp documentary or what? Die Honestly, Antwerp? I would do do that d'antwort is bonkers <laughs> and i'm here for some zep they're fucking Let's nuts do it yolandi <laughs> is like the kind of crazy where you're like that could be fun until she murdered me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's like a, a first date that just ends in brutal murder yeah it's never worth it anyway so she's totally kind of falling for him and he basically says to her kind of offhand she, she's like last night was amazing i wish you lived closer and he was like i wish you were here with me for christmas is that crazy yeah through text that's not crazy to say it would be maybe crazy to book a flight immediately and go over there yeah i mean without saying anything like hey i could do that you know or whatever i have a hundred percent texted a girl man it'd be great if you came over tonight like if i got to see if i could see you tonight that'd be great and then i did and i was like why did you say that you idiot you were playing xbox and you had a pizza and you were relaxed (laughs) and this girl's over and you had to throw the pizza out the back door so she didn't think you had ate that whole large pizza and then (laughs) see mike you need to be open about your capacity for eating a whole large pizza like 
that's the Xbox and the pizza is you, you know? I also feel like you need to be upfront about how much you've eaten because she might be expecting a certain level of sex that you can't yeah. live up to with how full that tum is. Oh, yeah. bro, I can throw down on a full <laughs> But also, there's a big difference telling someone how much pizza you can eat and showing them. But here's the thing. <laughs> Do you want to be with this person? Is this somebody that you maybe someday want to spend a lot more time with no fart in front of people on the first date he would, <laughs> mikey would have to schedule that because he only farts like two times a day i'm a better person when i'm with someone because then i don't eat like my grandmother died that day every day for for a certain amount of time that's the thing it's like you eventually go back to whoever you truly are and sometimes you're gonna eat a bunch of pizza and so like that's part of it. Invite people into that part of it to be like, hey, come over and have pizza. I'm ordering sausage. What kind of pizza do you want? Because you get your own pizza. You're, you're right. I'm playing this up for a bit. But I do. I, I mean, like when I was with Alexa, if I had like a bad day at work, I was like, look, I need three pounds of pad thai. Three whole pounds. Who doesn't love jug. peanut butter pasta when you're sad? I hate when you talk like that. That's disrespectful. <laughs> just, there's no reason to hide who you are it's, it's fart just dumb. in front of people on the first date i don't fart that much and that's just like a fact that we've established that's true that's your truth so she talks to her friend and she's like i think maybe i'm gonna go to like surprise him for christmas and her friend's like well you've never done anything like this so i support it wholeheartedly bad what friend a shitty friend that was bad friend well you've never done anything like this because because you shouldn't no one should do this (laughs) (laughs) although i will say this if you don't really care about someone who thinks they're your friend i could definitely see being like yeah sure go do that i'd love to hear the story yeah knowing it's a bad idea right like i understand why her boss is like yeah go do that yeah well and because she does go tell her boss next and he's like do it for the story and she's just like Okay. Well, at first he's like, no, just date some local rando Calrissian and then like talk about how you hate him or whatever. And then she's like, well, what if I go find real love? And he's like, no one wants you to find real love. Calm down. Which is like, I feel like that's sort of like the cycle that Mikey is in. Everyone like wants Mikey to find love, but we just love his dating stories. So like we don't Mm. really want him to find love. But like Mikey, I want you to find love. Or at least we would if you weren't such a, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was going to insult you again, but it didn't feel appropriate. But her boss does say, okay, okay, you've never met this person in real life? Yeah, go to Lake Placid and meet him. A small child also hurt my feelings today. What? By calling me a turd. (laughs) And then she drew a picture of me and just said turd at the bottom of it. Love it. Artist. She's the next Banksy. Mikey, were you being a turd at the time? No. I don't believe you. Anyway, so (laughs) she goes home and packs. Her friend helps her. She flies to Lake Placid. They lose her luggage. I love this joke that she has with the the guy who's working the counter. It's not really a joke, but she's like, hey, I lost my luggage or my luggage didn't get here. He's like, yeah, fill out a form and drop in the after hour slot. And she's like, but you're here. It's literally hours. And he just like repeats the exact same thing to her. And then he's the only gig worker in town. Yeah. He's the Uber and the Lyft. Yeah, I think that's great. It reminded me of Oscar from The Office in The Proposal. Yes, yes, yes where he's also the only uh, exotic dancer on the island. God, and yeah. yes. Oscar's so great in that movie. 
So she gets there. She has to take his lift to the house. And in the drive, like during the drive, well, also he tells her he has snacks as a lift driver and baked potatoes. And I'm like, I don't know how he's making baked potatoes happen in his car, but I'm eating one of those baked potatoes if I'm her. <laughs> he just got like an air fryer plugged into his cigarette lighter. You can't like, bake potatoes in a fucking air fryer. Mm. I don't know, Paige. Yeah, he would know. He doesn't eat carbs, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that he knows Josh, the guy she's going to meet because he used to be his drug dealer yeah and this is also the first time where she hears baby it's cold outside on the radio and is just like i hate this song and he's like no it's great so we pull up to josh's house and their house is christmas out yeah like it is the palomino's house in just friends i was gonna say from just friends yeah absolutely so he gives her a joint to give to josh with the message that e-rock says to pass the dutch which is It comes back later and I kind of love it. But anyway, so she goes inside. Josh isn't there yet. Do you want to explain that reference, though? Past the Dutch? Yeah. Well, it means a joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think most people will understand that? Yes. Mm, Most people who are cool. People who aren't fucking nerds. Past the Dutch has been around since like the 80s, bro. No, I know. I got the reference because, you know, I'm cool and hip or whatever. It doesn't sound like you got the reference. I mean, like, if you play it back. Yeah. I just want to make sure the listeners. But just so, like, so other people could get the reference. The only powder I put in my body is protein. Okay, now I think Mikey thinks weed is a powder, and I'm just as concerned. That's a cocaine joke, but, you know, like, I squeezed it in. Because it's girthy. Girth works. <laughs> so she rings the doorbell. His parents answer. And they're like, he's not home yet. But like, we're his parents. Who are you? And she kind of like sets herself up for failure here by being like, oh, we're friends. We're maybe a little more than friends. And she has not met him yet. And so it's like, don't set people up for that before you've met. Because like, well, if it don't work out, then you're going to have to like backtrack out of that really fast. Yeah. So. This could have just been like Jane Eyre. And he could have just not catfished her and then brought her here and then he locked his wife in the attic because she's mentally ill what i you have this superpower of working jane Eyre into every episode that we do and i think it's just because you hate it and you want the world to know you hate it that is correct because that's the premise of jane Eyre, and it's a classic i can't So he doesn't Jane Eyre her, uh, (laughs) but he does come up from the basement and it turns out uh -uh, it is not the guy that she met online. It's Jimmy O. Yang, who is honestly a pretty fun, cute guy anyway. But she's been catfished. She has. Well, he is different. He's different from what she was expecting. Absolutely. He lied to her. I do love that when she gets there, like his stepmom is like, oh, my God, you're like his girlfriend. She's like, oh, we're not labeling it. But like like the mom and the dad are like, wait. Hang on a second. You're yeah. well done. You know, like. Yeah, good job. Yeah, they're like, wow, good job. And then, of course, Josh is not tagged, so she, like, leaves immediately. I think she says, I got to go get my luggage. Which, honestly, controversial opinion, tag kind of sucks. Like, once we actually meet him, not a fan. Speaking of someone yeah. who likes to rock climb, likes to hike, those kind oh. of things, I did not like tag. Tag seems yeah. like the kind of person who would say namaste a lot unironically. And I couldn't be around that a lot. Like, hey, tag, do you want to come with us to go mountain climbing? And he's like, namaste. namaste. <laughs> the only people I give a pass on that is yoga instructors. They can, they're allowed to say. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Or people who it's a part of their actual culture. Right. That's probably a better answer. Anyway, they quickly go outside to kind of talk away from the family. Yeah. And he reveals that he photoshopped all those photos. And... <laughs> Uh, she's mad because, like, obviously she's been catfished. Yeah. She has every right to be pissed. Yeah. 
and she beats him with a a plastic blown baby Jesus from like a, a yard nativity. I loved that because she like hits him with it. He's like, no, not baby Jesus, not baby Jesus. Yeah. And then at the mm-hmm. end of this, she's like, whatever, I'm leaving. She walks away with baby with Jesus. And then he like eventually decides to follow her and he knows where she <laughs> is because the baby Jesus is outside Jesus. in the snow by the bar. I love that. But here's here's the one part of it that doesn't work for me because it's a lit baby Jesus, which is why it's so funny because it's like a glowing yes. baby Jesus. Yes, it is. But there's no way it would have stayed plugged in. So, like, when he finds it later, it would have just been a plastic baby Jesus. Unless it's a solar-powered baby Jesus. Yeah, a, a battery-powered. It's not. Powered. It's a vintage one. Was it 2,000 years old? No, it's about <laughs> 70 years old. That was a baby Jesus joke. Then in that case, yes, it is 2,000 years old. Good man. All right. So, she goes to a local bar. She calls her best friend and is basically explaining what's going on because she, as she's in the bar, actually sees the guy that the pictures were for like of yeah. from tag is his name tag yeah. she sees the guy who's actually from the pictures yeah. on the dating site and so she's like oh i'm gonna get that guy and it's like you don't even know that guy like you've no idea you've never met him you don't know if he's with somebody you don't know anything yeah, the premise is just absolutely garbage <laughs> yeah yeah it would have worked better if they were trapped in a blizzard and she was just mad at him the whole time yeah so she decides that she's going to do karaoke to try and like entice him. But <laughs> as she's going to do it, she takes two shots off the bar from somebody else and they have Kiwi in them. Right. She doesn't know. So Josh comes through the door. He's at the bar now and she calls her friend for like, I guess, like liquid courage, I guess, to go up and do the karaoke. And her friend says, you may be a California six, but you're a Lake Placid 10. And I'm like, in what fucking world is this woman a six? Like, even if we accept that rating people on a number system is not abhorrent, in what world is she a six? Like, it's so crazy. She is very attractive. Is yeah. she an LA six though, Paige? I've never been out there. No, she's easily like here. She's a famous actress. Yeah. <laughs> so she a ten. That's what she is. Would I be an LA six? We would be lucky to be sixes, Mikey. Oh no. Or yes. I don't even know what it means. Yeah, I don't want to know what number I'd be in L.A. I used to tell people I was in L.A. four and a comedian 14. (laughs) So she goes up, she starts to sing, and she's already like clearing her throat. Like you can tell the Kiwi's starting to take effect. Man, I love this though because her back is to the camera. Like she's like... I forget what song it is, but like it's like got a like a little bit of preamble at the beginning. Oh, it's I would yes. do anything for love. It's, I would it's do anything for love. love. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. it's like got that intro section to it, and like she's coughing a little bit or whatever, clearing her throat, and then mm-hmm. when she turns around after singing like the first little like few lines, everyone goes from like yeah, all right, I love this to oh god, yeah, because well, she and- looks like a like a monster in The Witcher. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She looks like Meatloaf in the music video for I Would Do Anything for Love. Like, accurate. And as someone who has had severe allergies 
two things, you'd feel that. <laughs> like you'd have to. By the know, time right? your face got like, oh my god, yeah, she'd be going into almost anaphylactic shock, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. And if I've learned anything about medicine from you, Paige, is that she probably would have died from that shock. I mean, yeah, because like <laughs> she would have had to tourniquet her own neck to stop the blood flow to her head. Uh, no, but if she doesn't get her epipen, she could die. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that's made very clear here in a bit. But like, she is like dancing on the table in front of Tag, and like his friends are also at the table, and they're like trying to be polite and they're like all right well done well right. done and then she catches a glimpse of her face in the mirror and then she just like screams and runs out and tag is like all right, all <laughs> like, right. like that was yeah. part of it because tag's a moron tag is kind of a moron anyway so josh finds her outside and she's like rummaging through her purse to try and find her EpiPen and it seems like she doesn't have her EpiPen on her which is if you have a dangerous allergy it's super dangerous to be without an EpiPen like it's no bueno it might have been in her luggage that didn't make it it might have been in her luggage but it's one of those things like like I always carry a rescue inhaler and and a few other things yeah and that is in my fucking purse ass purse. Like you yeah. do not take it from my person. <laughs> That's how much of a purse it is. It's on my purse in. On my person. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he takes her to the doctor immediately, so it's fine. Well, he takes her to a vet immediately. I know. <laughs> Which I sort of loved. Yeah, maybe she shouldn't have been acting like a bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mikey, again, let me just remind you, I don't have time to edit this, so no cuts. I don't have time to edit this, it's no Christmas. Cuts. No one's listening. It's fine. <laughs> that's, no, that's not the truth. Uh, I, I will say vet is a smart choice because they probably would have epinephrine. Oh, they do. So she, like, she does save you know. her here, right? She being the vet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she wakes up. She's no longer bride of chucky and (laughs) josh is like hey i know the real guy from the pictures we've been friends since childhood i can help you get him if you pretend to be my girlfriend for my family which for me presents a little bit of a problem with this movie because at no point do we really get much chemistry between the two of them like he's fully willing and not really jealous about it to like help her get this other guy yeah almost the whole movie and it's not until that like candle thing that he's kind of like not super on board about it but even then not really not on board like she's still going on dates it's not a big deal they never really let them connect on a romantic level at all and i think it's almost part of a like for as much as this movie is trying to sell josh as a romantic lead i don't even think this movie believes he is where they're just like well, she would never like him. And I'm like, you didn't even give them a chance to like each other. You made him a non-romantic character with no agency until it was convenient for you. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do think that they do have some moments where he's talking to her about how to rock climb and like knows her favorite yeah. song and knows how to calm her down and all that stuff that he wouldn't mm-hmm. know because they talked nonstop for two weeks and like they at least right. became They're friends. friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying, but he, I understand also why he would know those things because yeah. they got to know each other really well before she decided to fly out there. And that's why I think this movie has too many like romantic comedy concepts going yeah. on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. does for sure. They shouldn't have had the other boy or like act like my boyfriend for Christmas. That's a whole trope in itself. Yes. The yeah. catfishing's a trope. Then setting me up with another guy by pretending like by also being like there's just too much going on. I think what I feel like is like she flies out to New York because she really likes him. Like 
whatever she met and and heard in those few like internet dates, she really thought she'd found someone. And he, it, you would think that he felt the same, except as soon as she gets there, he's fully willing to like, oh, I'll set you up with somebody else. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I think he's shamed, but I do think a better concept of this movie is like she gets stuck there and like they have to like talk about what he did. Yeah, th- what you're describing is overboard. More of a holiday in handcuffs, if you will. Holiday in Handcuffs is on Netflix the other day. And like oh. Jake was like, have you guys done Holiday in Handcuffs? I was like, not yet, but we have uh, to at some point. It's one of my all time favorites. Todd, have you seen it? No, I have not. I want to, though. Melissa Joan Hart handcuffs and kidnaps Mario Lopez for Christmas. She legit handcuffs him. Yes. Not like pregnancy scare handcuffs him, like actually handcuffs him. Yes. Wow. To the car. And he falls in love with her while meeting her family that's called stockholm syndrome (laughs) just like beauty and the beast i fucking love beauty and the beast it's my favorite disney movie let's not get into this right now Yeah, don't don't (laughs) you're you're triggering me i've only got two rose petals left on my rose (laughs) (laughs) clock it over here it's It's cogsworth Cogsworth. jesus mikey and lumiere i'm just a frat house that got cursed by the witch like instead of (laughs) servants it's just like bros i used to hang out with Brad! Trad! Come down here, Trad! Trent's my dresser now. I put my clothes in. He's a fucking asshole. There's something sweet and almost kind. But he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined. Yeah. I don't think it would work, man. But now Trent's here to hold my clothes. (laughs) But now Trent's here. And so I'm sure I can put clothes in him I couldn't do before. Yeah, Yeah, that. Instead of Cogsworth, it's Coxworth. <laughs> anyway, so she agrees basically in in return for getting tagged, who she doesn't know, has never met, doesn't have a connection with. Which is like purely on looks alone. She wants to be with him. Right. Right. Which is the beginning of this movie setting her up as a superficial bad person, right. <laughs> which is like. I guess you could maybe argue that, except that we just spent 20 minutes of her, like, falling in love with a person she's never met. Yes. And also, the concept of physical attraction is real. Yeah. Now, people have, I mean, like, you have to, I'm not going to say you 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 have to, but, like, there has to be some physical attraction between the two people for it to work as a coupling. Right. In my opinion. In a beginning. Yeah, Agreed. I think my frustration with the way that's portrayed in films is that only one type of physical attraction is appropriate. And like the reality is there's a lot of different people a lot attract to a lot of different shit. Yeah, absolutely. And if you were to hear Hollywood tell it, it's only skinny, you know, blonde ideals or whatever. And muscular lumberjacks and it's like no it's every combination of everything in between okay hypocrite let's let's bring it down hey i put my regular ass pictures up and was honest about who i was (laughs) just saying saying. you married a lumberjack i did because he was into it and i was into him exactly that's what i'm saying the physical the spectrum of physical attraction is wide and broad and movies never depict it that way yeah so it's not necessarily an issue of like they have to be physically attracted. Yeah, but that could be any number of things. Exactly. Wait, do you want to see the picture that I first saw of Jake when I messaged yes. him? Yes. Yeah. I absolutely do want to see that dreamboat hunk of a picture. Oh my God. He looks like Wolverine. Holy <laughs> shit. Why'd you show that to Todd? Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. 
Holy <laughs> shit. Did he send you any like dick pics or anything or like? <laughs> Not that I'm, I'm showing no, you. I'm joking. It's just All a blurry right. close up of one nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Did he send you any like blurry nipple photos or anything like that? Like what's his deal? No. She sent a picture of him naked, but only in the, the pose that that one photo of Bigfoot was taken in. <laughs> it's like blurry in the woods, like walking He's around. Like looking like... over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> You can't see anything because his legs in front of it. Yeah. This episode has just become Paige showing us photos from when they first started dating. What the fuck? Is that real? <laughs> Is that really? Was that was on his profile? There was that and then Okay, so for the listener, it is the same photo she just showed us of him looking all Wolverine as awesome. But photoshopped onto a horse's body, then photoshopped onto the beach at sunset. Well, that horse may have been <laughs> on the really beach already. Great. We don't know. That's fair. We, have we to don't know. Get underneath the layers. And at the time, it was back when Facebook still allowed you to have like fake Facebook names. So his name on Facebook was Steak Boner Store. <laughs> <laughs> My friends call me Steak. But you can call me Mr. Boner Storm. Boner Storm. <laughs> Mr. Boner Storm was my father. <laughs> and a lot of people's father. The name is father. Steak. Mr. Boner Storm if you're nasty. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he ends up sleeping on the floor. Yeah, like as they're turning in for the night, he's like in bed. Like he's just like yeah. literally, hey, just make yourself comfortable. And she's like, no, get out of the bed. I'm sleeping in the bed. And he's like, this is the only Tempur-Pedic mattress in the house. And I have a back problem, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. It was very funny. But then he launches into this like speech of nonsense that I hated where he's like, yeah, I had my profile up and I only had three matches in a year, but then I like changed it and I got 85 matches in five minutes. So you guys are all bullshit anyway. And I'm like, first of all, it does set up when it's really funny that we see his actual photos I later. I really yes. did love seeing his actual photos that later. That was yeah. hysterical. That's one of the funniest parts of this yes. movie. But it's this idea of pretending got me more but it's like but it wasn't you like more doesn't mean anything if they're not into you okay and then also like if you're super hot it's a different world for you it and is. like that's it, yeah it, that that's is real. a that is just that is a truth of the universe and i'm sorry if you weren't super hot or you can't get to super hot mikey speaking from his position firmly in super hot oh a hundred percent no the only reason i can date Above my station is humor, I would assume, or yeah, it's personality, compassion, I, or like all the other things. I'm also secure in who I am, yeah, but also like I'm not like hot, hot, like walk into like a place and be like, you know, look at my five o'clock shadow, give me a free drink and stuff like that. Like, like I think Thirty do Rock does it best with the John Hamm episodes, if that yes. makes any sense. Yeah. Yes. Like those episodes really do explain the bubble that forms around hot people. Yeah, but I also think. There's a lot of us that are not in that bubble and people can find people, but you have to be confident and honest yeah. about who you are. Yeah. And as someone who has dated a handful of super hot people to the point where people are like, fucking how, what, why? Feel that page. <laughs> they are insecure too. Yeah. Uh, in fact, sometimes worse than the rest of exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's actually surprising. I mean, like it, it means nothing. And you like, you wish you were hot, but hot people have the same thing. They they have their own their own, their own stuff. When I turned 30 and I lost like 75, 80 pounds or whatever, and like 
started dating different looking people than I had dated before, it was an adjustment. It was a, it was an adjust. It was like a mental adjustment of like you have to find that security because you just you're just weirded out the whole time. I mean, all all I'm here to say is I didn't lose a ton of weight and I still dated hot people. It is all about confidence. Paige, yeah, you're way, way confident and fun and and also you're also really pretty. Yeah, thank you. But it is still all about confidence. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't have that. I spent my, I did not have that. I had to you gotta get that. You, I had the looks, but not the confidence. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's the thing. People are always like, if I lost weight, I'd have everything. And it's like, no, no. losing weight doesn't change the inside. It just changes the size of your shirt. Yes. And also maybe like, I mean, there's health concerns. I'm, hey, if you want to lose weight for you, do it. More power to you. It's all you. Love your body. Do what you want to do with it. I had health concerns. And then like, I still look at the mirror and I still, I don't see, I only see the negative when I look in the mirror. Same. I'm the same way. I talk to myself about it. Anyway, she gets up the next day and goes for breakfast. And then he takes her to the outdoor equipment store that his family owns to meet up with Tag. Which is a dumb name. Tag? What? No, Tag is a dumb name. Because if you fell in love with him, you'd be like, Tag, you're it. <laughs> honestly though i love that i love that for them he's a competitive freeze tag player and she owns the tree lot will they find a love connection before she's out tag you're it on the hallmark channel yeah that works anyway so they go to the store he puts her in like dungarees like overalls and tells her to talk about Thoreau and climbing shit and introduces her to tag as her his cousin yeah and she doesn't do any of that it's not her she doesn't like Thoreau. she doesn't like climbing and she does pretend here which is not great yeah it's pretty terrible like yeah you don't like who someone is as a person like at least for me i can't be with someone who even if i find them incredibly attractive if i don't like them as a person i could not be with them now yes i could not be with them for more than two to three nights exactly so like a younger version of me has learned that i can't do that because i've made that mistake yeah well and in this scene as he's kind of prepping her he also like shames her in her appearance in a way that i kind of hated where he was like, yeah, he's not going to like some ditzy girl from L.A. who like doesn't eat carbs. And she's like, hey, I monitor carbs. And I'm like, like we get it, Todd. She can do whatever with carbs <laughs> that she wants. But like, maybe don't talk about her body that way. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you catfished her. Like, just shut the fuck up for yeah. a second. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Anyway, so they agree to meet up and climb the next day. So he has to kind of teach her how to climb in the store because the store has like a little climbing wall, which a lot of like outdoorsy stores oh, have. Yeah. This was not weird at all to that me. That store's very cute. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And it's his dad's store. I loved his dad. I yeah. honestly love their whole family dynamic, like uh, which we get some at breakfast that we sort of glossed over. But like the dad runs the store. Josh works there as a salesperson. Uh, his mom or his stepmom's like super nice and sweet. And his grandmother who lives with them is also like w- we did not talk about it, but like she's super into like dating and helping people of her age group meet other people. This is in that breakfast scene. She talks about the website Gray Play. And, and, and her friend's been getting more ass than a church pew. I don't know why, but I love when you find little old ladies who will say wild shit in movies. It's one of my favorite tropes. I kind of, I don't know. I, and something about, because I like her as the movie goes on. I feel like when they stop making her a one-liner character and she's kind of the heart of the family, then I like her a lot better when she's like giving them the ring and whatever. But for the first couple scenes, she's just there to say vulgar shit as an old lady. Yeah. 
it's just horny grandma and that's the only layer we get of her and they don't do much else with her and i kind of appreciate a horny grandma more when there's more to it than just yeah that. you want your horny grandma to have like depth and layers you want her to be a whole complete person that also is a horny grandma i want to go balls deep oh, into horny oh, grandma. okay okay i mean i think that's what she's looking for on gray play but into like, her character i mean oh yeah. oh sorry yeah yeah I, I i misread that that one's on me i apologize that's on you <laughs> anyway so he teaches her to rock climb in this store and he has this great quote by van gogh that it's one of those things like they're they quote thoreau a lot in the movie and i'm just like look but this Van Gogh quote is amazing where it's this idea of like great things are done by doing a series of small things. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, like that's an amazing quote. Everyone should remember that for everything. And we also find out that Tag was like the class president, and the prom king and the football team. And he got popular and Josh didn't. And so a lot of the like interactions that Josh has with her and with him seem to be kind of like revenge based. And I kind of hated that. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right to hate it. Yeah. Because it seems like he's like, yeah, I'm pretending to be the guy who was hot so that I could get the attention I thought I deserved. And I'm with this hot girl because I should have had this hot girl and hot girls never like me. So so there. And you're like, he barely apologizes to her for catfishing her. <laughs> like, it's I really didn't like it. It was making me very angry. <laughs> but this is also <laughs> where he's like, well, you clicked on a hot guy. And I'm like, he clicked on a hot girl. Yeah, like, you're both guilty of doing that. That's a, yeah, like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, I'm like, that's how the app was made. Yeah. yeah. So we go back to the house where they're kind of hanging out. And this is where we find out that he likes to make candles, but candles for men. And Mikey, as a man who loves candles, were you kind of feeling singled out here? It's like 2021 here. And so, like, I do like my own kind of sense. I mean, like, I don't like traditional... You are a very smell-based person. You have said that on multiple occasions. You sniff people. I it's do a sniff thing. people. Uh, and then like. Because <laughs> you don't know. And then like. Um, but I like. I like. I guess I like tra traditional like masculine candle scents. But I mean like. I also like lavender. So. Lavender is in uh, like an aphrodisiac scent. Supposedly. Oh. I mean also like. Guys can buy candles. There's like nothing fucking wrong with that. Yeah. No. And a lot of guys do buy candles. Yeah. Like I don't. I have eight candles right now. Yeah, Mikey, same. That said, I do think a line of candles like ma marketed in a masculine, like a jokingly masculine way would actually probably do well. I think so too. I think they have some of them. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure someone has come up with it. But like that seems like a funny Etsy shop that would do pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got like his scents are a little I don't know I'd have to like smell it. Yeah, um, I mean, but he if he if he did match the scent of his grandfather, that's like pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. Well, and it's eucalyptus and like sandalwood, and I'm like, oh, I bet that bet that smells amazing. Yeah, but also like but, you could make a ton of money selling those kind of candles. Yeah, candles are expensive. I have learned that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's her face? Gwyneth Paltrow sold one that doesn't even smell like a vagina, but says it does for like seventy five bucks, which. That's a lot to unpack, people who buy that. I think most people bought it as a joke. It just smells like flowers. Anyway, so as they're kind of talking about the candle making, we hear his brother Owen arrive upstairs and they come up. And this is the first time that Owen kind of meets her as the girlfriend, which, by the way, his brother's wife and his girlfriend look almost exactly the same. They do look a lot alike. So I feel like his brother is like the quote unquote hot version. Like he's, he's like the... The hot, perfect son, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's yeah. Harry Shum from.
from Glee. Yeah, well, and the, his wife is like the hot put together version of the main girl character, right? That's like, yeah, but like she, that's like how it's positioned. Yeah, no, I mean she is a little ditzy. Yeah, they don't let her talk until later, but once they do, and I'm I'm like, she should have talked the whole movie. She's an idiot, and I love her. See, I got lucky. <laughs> the hot brother in my family is only after other brothers so it's like out of the running (laughs) so they're putting ornaments on the tree and they are kind of like making fun they have like photo ornaments and they're making fun of josh when he used to be fat and i was like can everyone like for for a movie that's trying to pull this like don't be superficial they make fun of fat people a lot in this movie yeah and then when she's like, hey, everybody has an awkward phase. They're like, oh, were you a former chubster too? And I'm like, fuck this movie. Yeah. So she ends up getting to put the star on the tree and gets a text from her boss asking where the article is. I love how when she's putting it up, like the quote unquote hot brother is like, oh, well, normally I do it. So maybe we should just. And then Josh is like, well, she's our guest. Maybe we should let her do it. And then she puts it up there mm-hmm. and she does put it on crooked. But then he. The yeah. hot brother goes to the wife and his wife and goes, oh, it's totally crooked. <laughs> yeah. He's like bitching about it the whole time. I don't know why I found that so funny. That's what I would be like, because I, as the oldest brother, there's certain things that you get to do. Oh, my God, Mikey, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people should take turns doing all the Christmas stuff. Me too. Mikey, what are some <laughs> things that you Make your family let you do. Give us some examples of how you're a tyrannical older brother. When my mom makes Christmas cookies, oh. I get to lick the beaters. And that's the way. That's that's how that cookie, com- cookie crumbles. You so because you're the oldest, you get to lick your mommy's beaters. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you fucking asked yeah, for that shit. Mikey, that's you what asked you for said. that. I'm just reiterating back to you what you said. I also want to say, because I know she listens, I'm sorry for that, Mama Randolph. Please don't hate me. <laughs> you asked for it. So before they go climbing the next day, she kind of pulls Josh aside and is like, hey, every time he tries to steal the spotlight, steal it back. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't get everything. So the next day they go climbing at one of those climbing walls, and she actually does make it up the wall, but then she can't get back Damn. Right. Well, the only reason she can make it up is because he, Josh, is like, here, listen to your favorite song. Mm-hmm. Just go. Don't think about it. Just move up one step at a time. You'll be fine. And she does. She climbs up. She gets up to like a place where there's like a, a place you can stand on a top ledge. of the like wall. A like a ledge. Yeah, a ledge. Yeah. Yeah. And then she freezes up and gets stuck. And then Josh has to go up there and like rescue her, I guess. No, he literally pushes her down and she manages to thankfully stick the landing and not break her neck and or her legs. Well, then she would have been fine. Automatic belay. Yeah, she was auto-belayed. She would have been going super slow. She'd have been fine. I, I've done that plenty of times. That's just the way that those climbing gyms work. Hate heights. Yeah. I hate heights too. One time there was a there was a kid trying to jump off the roof of his school. It was like four stories up. I had to climb up there. And like we got him all down and everything. It was like really moment and then like everybody gets off the roof and it's just me and this one police officer and I look at him and he looks at me because it's like why are we still up here and then like him and I both start, I'm like I'm so scared of heights and he's like I am too I'm so scared to go down this ladder and it took <laughs> him and I 20 minutes to go down this ladder <laughs> together anyway so after uh rock climbing tag asks her out for another date the next day like a hiking date yeah and we cut to that night where they're going caroling with his family and because his older brother was on Glee. He carols way too hard. Oh, I loved the caroling montage stuff. Like, it was so much he fun. He was it's on Glee. Lot. Yeah. He's pelvic thrusting through carols. <laughs> 
Which is how you should, Carol. <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah. Bring us some figgy pudding. Some, bring us some figgy pudding. <laughs> and a cup of good cheer. Uh, so they get to the Shimmering Pines nursing yeah. home and they're singing in front of the nursing home and they get kind of voluntold. To sing Baby It's Cold Outside. Well, they don't get voluntold. Like someone says, do Baby It's Cold Outside. And of course, the hot quote unquote brother's like, yeah, we'll do it. And then Mm -hmm. Josh is like, no, we got it. We'll do it. So like he's trying to steal the spotlight back, right? And then this is when they do what I think is the best rendition of that song. I love it. I really liked it. I actually really did like it. Because she sings her version where she sings the song straight through yeah. the the same lyrics as always, yeah. which for a song she hates, she somehow knows all the lyrics to, which yeah. I think is weird. You hear that song so much that didn't like bother me that much. We already know she does karaoke like we do. I would be hard pressed to remember much more than a, a minute or so of that sure. song. And they sing the whole thing. She knows the little like side talk between the, yeah. the sing lines. Yeah. Anyway. So he sings back to her a version that is like not as air quotes rapey, but it's implied that he's doing it in the moment, which is like Todd and I on our best lyrical day, hard pressed to pull this off. Oh, yeah. I would say this is tough. I've seen you guys do some really good, cool lyrical stuff that felt like I mean, I think my best one was one that I did when Todd was on cult podcast and I sang kiss from a rose. That was amazing. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) For like a minute and a half. I have told people about that. Like not even talking about a podcast. Like I was just talking with my friends and I was like, oh my God, I got to tell you this thing that happened. Yeah. Cause it was amazing. I don't remember what episode that was, but everyone should go listen to all of cult podcast. Cause it's worth it. Cause it's a great show, but also you'll get to hear that. I also don't remember. I, I think it must've been your bonus episode, but I also don't remember why I was singing kiss from a rose, but it was like a themed kiss from a rose. Yes. Anyway. So they sing this amazing version of baby. It's cold outside. And then because the quote-unquote hot brother is not the center of attention, that's when they decide to announce that they're pregnant. He and his wife are pregnant. Right, exactly. And then to steal the spotlight back, Josh then asks uh, Natalie to marry him, which I thought was a very strange escalation. With a family ring. Yes. Well, the family ring was not part of his plan, but it does get added into the mix because the grandma. Yes. Oh, man, it was wild. It was all too many tropes. Too many tropes. Yeah. And then, of course, she says yes because she feels pressured, right? Right. And they get home and she's mad about it, but she's just like, no, I guess we're just engaged and it's just going to have to be that. Like... (laughs) I, I And I guess at some point she forgets that she could leave at any time. Right. I've just never seen someone get engaged as like a prank. But like, whatever, man, I guess. I mean, I have. I've seen the movie White Christmas. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's fair. Honestly, we did White Christmas. I think it was my pick. No, okay. it, was, it was my pick. And it was this move, like th- this movie slot because it was the Christmas. Yeah. Slot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could have ended up with this weirds mobile for life. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, I watched White Christmas like three days ago. We watched it recently, too. It's one of our Christmas tradition movies. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch Serendipity on Christmas. That's what we normally do. That's one I've never seen. I love Serendipity. Anyway, so (laughs) she stays and has like a date with Tag the next day. So for some reason his older brother who can't stand to not be in the spotlight starts like Googling to try and find her and can't find her blog, which I'm just like, 
I, I mean, I guess maybe she uses a different name. Yeah, I thought it maybe had to be a pen name. She's under a pseudonym, remember? She's under a... Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, I think is where her pseudonym yeah. is. But here's the thing. The internet would know. It would find out. But this is where we finally get to hear from his wife, where he's like... Not having an internet presence is like driving a white windowless van. And his wife is like, I went to prom in a white windowless van. <laughs> she does have some of the best lines in the whole movie because they are just like she does. batshit insane. Well, and she's like fresh pregnant. Like she's not really starting to show yet or anything just yet. But she's got the headphones on her stomach. And he's like, baby doesn't even have ears yet like what are you doing yeah and she just says music prevents stretch marks which is not true <laughs> but i love that, that, that she believes that so we cut to natalie is calling her friend who they cut back to her friend's house and it's got a vintage looking christmas tree in the back and then a robe that looks identical to the one i own and then she just <laughs> has a coffee mug that says votes for women and she's pouring whiskey into it yeah. and i was just like <gasps> dark timeline me oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> i think maybe i am dark timeline me i think you are <sighs> you should grow a goatee mikey don't do it trust me Anyway, so she has she's telling her about what's happened. And her friend is just like, I don't know, free diamond ring. Uh, wait a second. My sponsor's calling and then hangs up and then answers again. And it's just like, hey, yeah, no, everything's great. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's a dark joke. <laughs> like, it's one of those jokes you don't laugh at. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, no. no, darkest timeline page. Don't do it. You're like, your mom's probably really worried about you. <laughs> Uh, so she comes back inside and helps the dad light a fire in the chimney. And this is where she kind of learns about his grandfather or his, the dad's dad, but Josh's grandfather who loved Christmas so much that he's why all the decorations are there. He started most of the traditions and he used to go up on the roof and stomp around to pretend it was Santa, which is all super fun. Yeah. Very, very sweet. Yeah. And it's one of the, this is where I started to like the movie for a second, where I'm just like, I love this family that's super into Christmas or whatever. And then they just were wrecking it with the love story. <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. anyway, uh, they're like, hey, we're super happy to have you in the family. And it's kind of implied that she doesn't have a lot of a family. And I mean, hey, she's at a stranger's house for Christmas. So what does that tell you? Um, yeah. So I think it's nice that they're kind of like, instantly accepting her and that's kind of fun yeah um but we cut to the next day where she takes a hike with tag and she basically is like oh, it was a beautiful hike and he's like i used to come here with my dog but the dog died but actually we're going bobsledding oh yeah wah, wah, wah. and she didn't know about bobsledding before the hike like if someone said hey let's go do this thing and then immediately we were doing another thing that i was not comfortable with i'd be pissed i mean you didn't even have time to give somebody your lucky egg <laughs> god damn you you will win me over with cool runnings jokes Paige. Yes, you will yes. feel the rhythm feel the ride yo tag you dead yeah, yeah dude. i have not seen that movie in probably 20 years it so holds good. up honestly so good i love cool it runnings holds i up. still cry when they're walking their bobsled across the line Sob. and everyone's clapping oh every Just time so proud anyway so she takes a break into like a bathroom or a dressing room somewhere and is like, 
oh my God, what am I going to do? And she's on the phone with Josh. And he's like, just, you know, put on some music. And she's like, I don't think I have my AirPods. Oh, wait. And she has a joint because it's the one that E-Rock gave her. And so she just says, hey, E-Rock says pass the Dutch and then hangs up. And then it cuts (laughs) over to Josh, who's just like, E-Rock, when did he get out of jail? And then it cuts away. We never hear about it again. (laughs) Love it so much. Uh, So she goes bobsledding. It looks super fucking fun. Does it? Yeah, that looks fun to me. It's like a roller coaster on the ice. Yeah, I don't like roller coasters, so I'm out. <laughs> it looks fun to me, Paige. <laughs> I'm down. I do it sober. You only live once. YOLO. Oh, please don't say YOLO. One of my favorite facts about my youngest sister is she has a YOLO tattoo, and I like to make fun of Where her about is it? it. On her foot. Oh, ow. Is her foot like your feet? Uh, I no, mean, I don't think so. No, she like got... broke the needle of the tattoo gun. <laughs> Feet are pretty painful. Yeah. <laughs> as far as tattoos go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we cut back to later that day. She comes home and he's making candles and she had a great time on the date. Um, but she's also still probably a little high. And yeah, is she's like, stoned. She comes in a little stoned. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know, why? Like, it's I finally met someone who's as perfect in person as they are on paper. And he's like, well, he's not perfect. You know, he's still like a person. And this is the first inkling you get that maybe he's jealous, but he definitely does seem a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where we get to smell the candles where it's a uh, lawnmower, Jiffy Lube and grandpa, which like don't yeah. sound like great smells. <laughs> I love the smell of gasoline. Yeah. I was like gasoline. Like what is... But he talks about making candles because of him, because scents can make memories come alive and yeah. whatever. And so they go upstairs because they're about to watch a movie as a family. And of course, it is unfortunately love, actually. And they're just like, it's such a beautiful love story. And I'm like, no, he's stalking her. He is stalking a married woman. Well, that's because they're showing the, um, I don't know, the guy from The Walking Dead, his like holding the signs and throwing the signs away about whatever, you know, say it's carolers or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hate that movie. It's terrible. Not a fan. Anyway, but this is also where we find out that the mom has put an engagement announcement in the Gazette for the next day. Oh, yeah. Which, time out. This movie in 2021 is like, print media is definitely going to get the word out. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) no one's going to read this. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. I do like that they set up a, a situation where they have to like, Steal all the newspapers. They stole in town? all the newspapers, which is bonkers. except for that one basket that that kid has yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. But part of me is like, in modern day, this would be online, which would be even worse. And there's nothing you could do about it. Like you this couldn't collect the papers. Day. It was online. I know that's what I'm saying. It should have been online anyway. While they're laughing about <laughs> stealing all the papers. This is where when they're in the backseat and we get to finally see what his original profile picture looks like. Oh, man. Every single picture makes him look like a murderer of a different flavor. It's amazing. Yeah. That clue joke she makes, though, is like pretty good. It is pretty solid. Yeah. The first one where he's got an axe. I was like, oh, he looks like an axe murderer. And then a wrench. It was just like, oh, no. And then the final one's a rope, but he's holding it out as if he's going to tie it. deceased that was such a funny joke i was like this joke is way too funny for this movie because nothing else in this movie is as good as this joke um (laughs) but this is where she's like hey you there are people who would be into you you just gotta like play up your strengths and then she actually gives him like a handful of compliments and this is as close as they get to having chemistry in this movie yeah because they don't kiss they don't have any like fun meet cutes there's no like you know they don't go on any dates yeah, really it's like a real hallmark movie 
<laughs> well, no, because like most Hallmark movies, they'd be like, we stole a kiss in the Christmas tree lot or whatever. You know what Hallmark movies need? More sex. In Hallmark movies, they only kiss at the very, very end. Yes. I hate that. Also, they always have no chemistry because most of their male leads are gay. Watching Hallmark <laughs> movies with my brother is so funny. Because <laughs> we'll be like 10 minutes in, he's like, that guy's gay. And I'm like, really? He's like, 100%. And he's, oh, yeah. I'm like, do you have a website? He's like, I don't need a website. But here's the website. <laughs> yes, it says he is gay. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but so she makes him promise that when this is over, he'll put up an honest profile with real photos. And then the paper boy comes after them as if this is better off dead. Like, it's yeah. like they needed a $2 moment. Wait, neither of you have seen Better Off Dead, right? Uh -uh. That is correct. But I understand the reference. Yeah. Ah! I can't, I, somebody write to their congressman or whatever to get that streaming so we can do it. Anyway, we cut back to the house where the family's making gingerbread houses. And while they're doing that, she goes out on a date to Tag's family's steakhouse. Yes. Even though she's a vegetarian. And he kind of, as she's getting ready to go, he confronts her, Josh confronts her of like, you're lying about everything about you to get this guy, which is like, it's true, but it's kind of weird and insecure of her. And it seems almost out of character, I guess. I agree. But I think, I think maybe once she flew out there and he catfished her, she may have snapped a little and I'll like, I'll <laughs> let it slide. And in my backstory, her parents definitely died over Christmas. So she's not in a good place. That checks out, actually. Okay, now I feel bad. <laughs> Thanks. I've just been high-roaded again. Anyway, but he brings up, he's like, hey, every conversation we had was me. You fell in love with me. Right. And you flew here to prove it. And she's like, yeah, but you were a lie. Like, I got here and you were different. Which, to be honest, is absolutely true. Like, this is where the movie is definitely trying to make her out to be kind of an evil bitch. And it's not true. Like... She was lied to. She doesn't know that any of that other stuff is true. He could be an axe murderer. Look at the picture evidence. I think like, we have proof he is in his old profile pictures. He's killed once and he'll kill again. <laughs> what sucks is that he could have had a genuine, like, vulnerable moment here where he was like, hey, what I did to you makes me a total asshole and I feel yeah. terrible about it because you were in California. I was here. I wasn't really thinking about the real consequences of this until it mm -hmm. showed up on my front door. And like, I don't even know how to talk to you because I feel so ashamed and guilty, but this is how it hurt you. This is how I hurt you. You could be doing this to this guy. Think about that a little bit. I want you to be happy. And I know I fucked this up, but like you can have a real future with him if you're just yourself because you're a great person yourself. Yes. You don't need to be someone else. Yeah. And that's not the conversation he has. Cause that conversation is like, I think you're great. I've always thought you're great. Mm -hmm. And if he can't see how great you are, then it's not meant to be anyway. That's the conversation they should be having. Yeah. And instead, the conversation is, well, you only care about looks because back when we were talking, you were into me and then the tables have turned. And it's because it's the whole movie's looking at it from his point of view. It doesn't examine anything about her, really. I have this running joke where like people are like, what happened with that girl? I'm like, she broke up with me because of my birthmark on my face. <sighs> Oh my God, Mikey! Fucking cold. Do you really do that? That's obviously why they didn't break up. They did not break up with me. So she goes out on this date, and during the date, it seems like she's having kind of a good time. But the more they talk, it's like maybe this is not the love connection. Maybe he's not the right one. But while that's happening, the older brother goes out to the store for more Twizzlers for his Twizzler roof on his uh, gingerbread house. I don't think he really cares about the Twizzlers. I think he cares about no. spying on Natalie. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And as he drives past them, we get something amazing that I love pointing out every time. And it's when people can't afford the rights to actual Christmas music. (laughs) And the song that's playing when this is happening is called Santa Knows Your Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds super dirty. (laughs) It's so funny. He sees you when you're sleeping. And when you're sleeping around. Mm, (laughs) I love it. I saw Polly's kissing Santa Claus in the orgy at the (laughs) Northest Pole. Yeah, like it's that level of woohoo. Now I just want to do, remember when we did Toby's Secrets from Paranormal (laughs) Activity? Toby's Secrets. Now I just want to do Santa's Secrets. Santa's Secrets. I add a little bit of espresso powder to the cocoa to deepen the flavor. Ooh, Santa's secrets. I'm a vampire. (laughs) I knew it. I've been saying that all season. I use the cookies for fuel. It's like a DeLorean, (laughs) but it only eats cookies. Don't worry about it. Uh, So they talk about Christmas movies. Uh, He says that Santa's kind of creepy when you think about it. And he also reveals that he doesn't celebrate Christmas, which I think for her, she's like, well, I kind of like Christmas. And he's like, no, it's a scam. And so she's like, uh-huh. and then they pull up to the house and he like leans in to kiss her. And I think she's kind of like, huh, but does kiss him. And then there's clearly like no, no sparks. Yes. Yeah, no chemistry at all. Or bad kisser. He's always a bad kisser. Well, I could be a bad kisser, but he did just lay a lot on her with the whole, yeah. I don't celebrate Christmas. Like, which That's not, I'm crazy. not saying everyone has to celebrate oh, Christmas. No, no. People celebrate all kinds of shit. Sure. Good for you. Happy holidays. But, it, but it's important to her. It's important to her. But I can see that being a deal breaker for her. Right. Just like that girl who was like, I don't believe in fiction. <laughs> still one of my favorite things somebody's ever said to you oh my god that's my favorite god, dating story of so yours fucking funny anyway so she goes inside and what i really needed f- from this movie at this point was her to then spend some time with josh and kiss josh and have it be sparks somehow that's what i need but we don't get that till the end of the movie because this is very much a hallmark christmas rom-com yeah anyway the next morning she and Josh get dragged to the nursing home to help the elderly set up dating profiles. <laughs> Why did you say elderly like that? The elderly, quote unquote. The elderly. <laughs> and I will say that this is kind of a funny joke montage yeah. of how they kind of like spin information about themselves. My favorite is the one, the one who likes to stay in instead of going out and he's clearly unconscious on life support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh no. But essentially this movie kind of does this weird thing of like trying to preach being yourself and then this whole scene of like no one's themselves and it's played for comedy and nobody really fixes it like even after he makes that speech they just go back to pitching more jokes about not being themselves right so anyway it turns out that the whole thing at the nursing home was a ruse so that grandma could then trick them into going to a surprise engagement party which is unfortunately at tag's family's restaurant yes anyone in this town not work at their family business no, and what I was really missing was the woman from Four Christmases with the who are dears <laughs> because I needed it. I need I need that bologna casserole or whatever she was making. <laughs> it was just mayonnaise and bologna. Oh. Oh. But so she basically is playing Mrs. Doubtfire where like she's trying to be different things to different people all at the same party. And also her boss is there 
because he's better at stalking people on the internet than Josh's <laughs> older brother. Anyway, at this point, Josh's older brother... Maybe he has nothing better to do for Christmas. Of course not. I mean, I'll, I'll be real. I'm a pretty good internet sleuth as well. That's Hey, that's why I have a cult podcast, because yeah. I can find shit. But would you fly out there? No. Mm-mm. I would be, just be texting screenshots to my friends like, check this out. <laughs> well that's appropriate behavior what her boss does is not appropriate behavior no and they're trying to make him like a rupert everett in my best friend's wedding but he is not anywhere near as charming no he is not yeah no one is rupert Everett forever well yeah because he goes in there and he's like you're an evil evil woman but i love you <laughs> you're an evil bitch but i'm your best friend and he's chasing her and you're chasing him but who's chasing you <laughs> every time i call Paige for dating advice she just quotes that movie at my ass every time pretty much anyway the older brother starts talking to the boss finds out that she writes about dating stuff thinks that she is faking this whole thing just to write about it which is not what happened but then all of this kind of collides so that she ends up making a speech about it at this party and i'm like if anyone should be making this speech it should be josh to be like yeah i catfished her this wasn't her fault. She really likes you. But like, that's what it should be. But instead, it's her apologizing for every to everyone for a situation she was tricked into. Oh. And I was like, no, thank you. Not feeling it. Although I did like that E-Rock was there at the at the engagement party. Yeah. He was pretty fun. He is pretty great. Although, I mean, I think both of them have things to apologize for. But I do think at this moment, it should be Josh yeah. apologizing. And she needs He's to apologize to his family later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. She should have been calling him out. Yeah. She should have been calling him out. I agree. I thought when she was walking up there to like do a toast or whatever that she was gonna call him out and be like this motherfucker catfished yeah. me and is the only reason i'm here fuck y'all i'm out but that's not at all how that goes or we'd get one like the proposal where she has a toast of like i didn't expect this but i love all of you yeah and it's very sweet and heartfelt but they're treating this like this speech is more befitting like a sandra bullock and while you were sleeping yeah that's what they're treating her as, as if she like waited till a guy lost consciousness and then told his whole family she was his fiance and it was her whole, she was spinning a whole web. But that's not what happened. Like she's as much a victim as pretty much everybody else. Yeah. But anyway, she, you know, tag breaks up, breaks everything off, which no, no big loss. He was not that cool. No. And she wasn't super into him. I mean, clearly we know that. No. And she decides that she's going to leave. Now, here's what's really interesting. As everyone's kind of dispersing, there's a cover of a killer song for the soundtrack. And it's one really? of my favorite killer song. The Man? No. The Man is their best song. I love that song. It is not. That is categorically false. Mr. Brightside exists. But. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's their best song. Fuck. I mean, but The Man's a great tune, too. Yeah. They write a bunch of hits. They're great. I love they the do. killers. Fuck. They do. Uh, it's Read My Mind from Samstown. Yeah, okay. Which is such a great song. Yeah. And, that's, and this is actually a really great cover. So now I'm going to have to go find who did it. But I was like, how the fuck did they afford the killers? Like, I couldn't figure it out how they would afford the rights to the song. Or Die Hard or Love Actually. 
or Die Hard or Love Actually. I mean, Love Actually, they might already have distribution rights for because it is on Netflix right now. So maybe that was part of it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Don't care. Anyway, he gets back to the house and there's a note on the table with the ring and basically a note that says, don't afraid to be yourself. Yeah. It says, keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> secret <laughs> secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Santa's secrets. Santa's uh -huh. secrets. Mrs. Claus is on the naughty list. <laughs> so at this point his entire family apologizes to him yeah where they're like i'm sorry i really thought she was the one and i'm like he catfished her like well i don't care enabling families are out there they are for sure i feel like at some point someone in this family should be like what the fuck is wrong with you lying to somebody <laughs> like that yeah that's what i would be doing <laughs> My mom would have been like, so close. Like, my family would have been like, we paid for a whole fucking engagement party and you lied to her and then to us and to every, like, we'd be mad. Uh, anyway, she tries to fly home, but there's nobody at the ticketing desk because I think that's probably E-Rock's like fifth job. Yeah. Uh, but cut back to the house. This is where he gets to tell his dad that he makes candles and his dad is excited about it, which I think his dad would have always been excited about it because his yes. dad's a cool dude. His dad handles this perfectly. Yeah, I think it was his insecurity about the candles, not his dad's. Absolutely. His dad's like, my son wants to make candles. Let's make candles. Let's do Let's this. I love that. I Let's love his dad. It. Yeah, so sweet. So she ends up getting a hotel room. And is in the hotel bar where she runs into her boss. Yeah. And her boss is like, hey, why didn't you leave? I think you left like you didn't leave because you actually loved him. And that's why you stayed. And I'm like, there what? is nothing in this movie to suggest that. That's not on the screen. It didn't happen in what we just watched. Also, she tried to leave. She couldn't. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, no, I mean, she could, but her luggage wasn't there yet. <laughs> no, she could have left at any time. She oh, literally yeah, could have yeah. left that's at fair. any fucking time. I was thinking like that night. I mean, she did go to the airport. Like, yeah. Oh, oh you mean like she couldn't get a flight? Yes. But yeah, I think yeah. he means like the entire, you could have been at this hotel the whole time. Like, why True. did you stay with the family and with him? Like yeah. all of it. And he needs her to write that article. But he basically is like, I think maybe you found the person you're into. So she goes to her hotel room. She writes the article. And this movie, like this whole article is her being like, I've been wrong this whole time. I'm like, you weren't the one who needed the growth arc. He's the one who catfished. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he doesn't really grow at wrong? all in this. No. no. What is wrong with this movie? Um, but she does see that there's a new profile in her area. And it's his new profile where he's taken very nice pictures of himself they're no longer murder photos they're no longer murder right. photos and he's listed as a candle maker and and the quote is just like just looking for someone to see me as i am and honestly it's a great profile good yeah. for him get it absolutely so she decides to swipe on it and she shows up on his porch with a bunch of cardboard boxes because she's gonna do the cue card thing like love actually yes and cue the funniest joke in this whole fucking movie because there's been a running gag of every time somebody knocks on the door his dad thinks it's the mormons and cusses them out yeah so when, when she shows up with the cue cards the first one just says say it's the mormons yeah. instead of say it's carol singers right i love that i laugh my ass off yeah. that was hysterical i thought it was great so funny but so basically it says 
I spent my entire life looking for the perfect guy, but there's perfect and then there's perfect for me. Most want someone to read the Sunday paper with. I want someone who steals it with me on Saturday night. Can you ever forgive me for taking so long to realize that it's you I could love? Actually, question mark. And then the last one has like a thumbs up and a thumbs down like he should swipe. Right. Or a circle because she, she gives yeah. him a Sharpie. I guess it's the swipe. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so she gives him a Sharpie and instead he flips it over and on the back he writes, yippee Kaye, motherfucker, which is great. I really did love that too. Yeah. I did, but the chemistry they have in this scene is more than the entire rest of the movie. Right. That's how Hallmark like, movies work. Yep. Which is why they kiss in this scene. I guess they kiss in the scene. Next year, I'm going to make us do a real ass Hallmark movie that is just so terrible. We did a bunch this year. No, Todd. We did. we did ones that were one, not on Hallmark because they were better. They were like Freeform and like Lifetime, which is another tier. I'm talking or, about. No, we did. We did like ABC Family yes. and then some random TV movie that had <laughs> Sam Hewen in it. <laughs> I mean, I did watch the Finding Santa trilogy and I do know how bad they can get because those <laughs> yeah, are yeah. terrible. I mean, we are going to have to do like a real one. <laughs> Okay. So everyone's having a happy Christmas. Uh, he's like, I got to warn you. They're pretty intense with presents. And then the grandma comes in and she's like, what's a dick pic? Because horny grandma. Yep. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Love Hard? Well, let me say this. One, okay. elderly people in a nursing home do not need tender because they're fucking each other in that nursing home. Yes. That's absolutely true. Mikey is absolutely right. There's a lot of gray play already going on. So I don't understand what their whole deal was with that unless they were trying to go younger, which makes me feel weird. <laughs> you know, for someone who has a track record for dating people as young as you do, you shouldn't have a problem with this. Well, take your teeth out first for her pleasure. <laughs> oh, what? Or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. My bad choices. <laughs> I'm not luring young girls to a nursing home bad though. I mean that's true. That is true. But will it get there one day? Probably. You got that craftmatic adjustable bed. You're 45. <laughs> Come on. Half my age plus seven. Oh god. Anyway, I didn't love this movie. I'm here for uh, there are so many places in this movie where I'm like, you could have made a different choice in this movie, could have been great. And I think that's what's frustrating for me. So, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's an acting or a performance problem. I think everyone who's in the movie did a great job. Same. I have just big story issues with it. And I feel like now I just got to write a chubby girl Christmas movie. You should. I this I, do. Also, if I'm 75, half my age plus seven is 44 years old. Nope. Absolutely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the math. I didn't come here to do math. Actually, I did. I've got a lot of math fun facts, but whatever. <laughs> so, Mikey, what did you think about the movie? I mean, guys, I mean, like, it does its job. There's Christmas. You can make your gingerbread house and it's in the background. Like, my bar is so low for Christmas movies on Netflix and Hallmark and the TV. If they're in theaters, there's a standard. Don't get me wrong. I guess here's my here's my thing. Story is free. Like, having a good story is the lowest, cheapest bar to clear as a movie. You would not make it here at the Hallmark Network. We're going to have to let you go. I, I mean, <laughs> fucking I guess. <laughs> you're going to be like the LuLaRue girl who makes the patterns where you're just like, I guess I just wrote a hundred of these this year. <laughs> <laughs> she was my favorite part of that documentary. I was just like, girl, what is your life? But you know like, what? Oh I'm, a play, I'm a paid screenwriter. So what the fuck? <laughs> but really, I just copy and paste. 
<laughs> Interior tree farm. Copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. I actually sort of liked parts of this movie. Like I really loved the maybe it's cold outside re- remix, if you call it that. And uh the Yippie Kaye motherfucker on the back of the I do love the that. box. It was but, cute. Like that's really the only two redeemable parts of this movie. And everyone else is just bad in this movie. It's acted well. It's just like they're all villains and we're following villains around, which I honestly sort of like. It feels like Sweet Home Alabama on some level to me. I was and, just thinking you were saying they're all villains. Yeah. I was thinking of Sweet Home Alabama. It is kind of like that. But also if you compare it, if you compare it to other movies in its weight class, <laughs> let's compare it, let's compare it to Holiday. Holiday's so much better. I like Holiday much better too. I did like this movie. I thought it was cute. But I like Holiday and The Night Before Christmas so much more. Yeah, I, I think the frustrating thing about this movie is like quality wise, like film wise, mm-hmm. actors, it is a step above like all the Hallmark shit. And so there's a part of me that's like, it would have been so easy with just slight script changes, a little bit of editing to make this such a good movie. Or at least Holiday level. Here's the thing. Yeah. Holiday had its moments that weren't great too, but I loved Holiday. I wanted, I kind of wanted to love this. Single All the Way blows this out of the water. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because, and it's the same thing. It's kind of lame and they don't kiss till the end. But I mean, like, no one's an asshole throughout the whole thing. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I'm like, I, I hate the way they villainize her. And I hate the way that his struggle to find a date is not, like, it's painted as her fault somehow. And I kind of, re- it's very kind of incelly, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Well, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I actually do have a fair amount of fun facts for Nice. Me. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Love, Love hard, hard fun, fun facts. facts. Nailed it. So, weirdly enough, it's not that expensive to fly from LAX to Lake Placid. Here's why. In order to get there, you have to connect through... There's a couple different airports, but they're not well-traveled airports. So they're actually, right now, during Christmas, offering discounts if you will route your flight through those airports. No shit. Okay. (laughs) If you buy a flight through Burlington, Vermont... Oh, I love their coat factories. Get Yeah, I know. To get beautiful in Vermont this time of year, all that snow. I once committed someone in a Burlington one. Wow. Okay. In a Burlington coat factory? (laughs) Yeah. I need you to commit to that faux leather jacket. It looks great on you. If you want to fly from LAX to Lake Platte, and you're willing to route through one of those smaller airports, you could potentially get there one way because she doesn't necessarily have a specific return flight, clearly, uh, which is she bought a one-way ticket to Lake Placid. Yeah, open-ended. Open-ended, but it would have cost her less than $500 to do so. Wow, that's wow. shocking. Really? That is very cheap. Yeah, most of the ones I found were around $375. So wow, not okay. bad. Yeah. But her house in LA is a different story. Now, we only see a couple shots of it and it looks, I'll just... I'll kind of explain. So if it's an apartment or a duplex, she's paying easily twenty-five to three thousand, twenty-five hundred to three thousand dollars a month in rent. Sure. But it actually looks like something that's kind of unique to the part of town that she lives in in West Hollywood. It looks like a bungalow. And they're usually one or two bedrooms with one bath. Sometimes they're a back house to a bigger house, or sometimes they're a standalone house. If it's a standalone house, it's definitely gonna be at least three K in rent, or if not more. Or if she owns it in that neighborhood, 
that bungalow was worth more than $1.5 million at a minimum. Good Lord. That's crazy. Yeah. So, which led me to look up the house in Lake Placid. So a very, very similar house to the one that we see in Lake Placid, because it is kind of a bigger house. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's big and it's nice. Uh, Five beds, three baths. Uh, is worth anywhere from six hundred to eight hundred thousand, which honestly, for that size of a house, because that's a pretty big house. Yeah, it is it's pretty reasonable, and most of them are right on a lake with a gorgeous view. Yeah. So I guess move to Lake Placid. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds I know, right? Um, now going to Lake Placid this week because I looked at travel stuff right now. Her hotel room only costs her about one hundred and fifty bucks a night, which okay. is not bad. Yeah, Christmas week. That's I mean that's pretty tolerable. Yeah. So let's talk about her job, though. So (laughs) she is a content contributor for a social media conglomeration. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of friends that do this job. Yep. And I'm here to tell you, 90% of those jobs are freelance, which means that she's just getting paid by whatever contribute, whatever her contributions get published. So like she writes something and if they pick it up, they pay her for it. So In that case, if you're being published daily or weekly, which is an almost impossible ideal scenario, you would make a maximum of 60K a year. (laughs) And here's the thing. Oh, man. Everyone who does this job of being like a content, a freelance content creator like that has other jobs. Like they're usually also a comedian or a podcaster or so like everyone I know that does that job is also a comic and a podcaster and an actor and a whatever. Right. Like the, and usually probably a waiter and an Uber driver to make it work in LA. Gig economy. Gig economy. It is possible that she is on staff for content contribution, something like a Buzzfeed, which is I think kind of what they're going for. And those jobs do exist. You can be on staff at Buzzfeed. Unfortunately, those jobs also only pay between 70 and 90k a year oh, yeah to be Not on enough. staff and which by the way is good for entry level in LA just cost wise it means that you could maybe have your own apartment without a roommate that's where it's at and it depends on where you're at and where you're commuting from or to um but regardless she definitely can't afford that house. <laughs> so unless she has a huge ass inheritance or she has what Jake and I have, which is where we moved to a developing neighborhood at a bad time and then got a rent controlled apartment and then just held onto it white knuckled. That's the only way she could afford that apartment in that part of town. That's actually pretty common. There's a lot of rent controlled buildings in that part of town. So if she is living there, that is how that works. Now, That kind of a job, content creation, is often able to be done remotely, though. So she could potentially do it remote and make the same from Lake Placid. But I don't know what she would write about, because if she's not dating anymore, she has no more columns. Yeah, she's getting fired because she found true love or whatever. She's getting fired because she found (laughs) true love. And that's the only column she's writing, which, by the way, it shows that she's only had like one of those out every couple weeks, which is not enough content contribution to be on staff. I thought she had a lot of money from her dead family. That's the only way it works <laughs> it has pretty to much. Be that. So we talked a little bit in the beginning about how it's called Love Hard because of Love Actually and Die Hard. But did you also know that Alan Rickman is in both films? What? Yes. Yeah. He's both in Love Actually and Die Hard. Yes. There you go. Uh, and also Jimmy O. Yang and Harry Shum Jr., who's his older brother in the movie, were both in Crazy Rich Asians, which has been requested a lot. We just haven't done it yet. Yeah. We well, will do it. Though. I'm sure we will. Yeah. 
And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Can I give you some music fun facts? Sort of tangentially yes. related music fun facts. Did you find out who did the Killers cover? No, it's not that. Because this movie okay. and Holiday were both produced by someone named Mick G. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so Mick G got his start because... And this is the God honest truth. He was high school friends with Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray. In fact, he mm-hmm. started a band with Mark McGrath in high school and was the front man of that band. And it didn't yep. pan out. He didn't like being the front man. So he was like, Mark, you should do your own thing. And they stayed friends. Right. In fact, he and Mark McGrath wrote the music and produced Sugar Ray's first album. And he wrote right. a bunch of songs for their second album. And, and then he made music videos. Yeah. And he started doing music videos. So he did uh, Smash Mouse all-star music video, Pretty Fly for a White Guy from Offspring. He did uh, a, a d- documentary for Corn and Sugar Ray in 97. Anyway, so Drew Barrymore approached him about directing Charlie's Angels because she liked the Walking on the Sun music video. And that's how he got his start in movies. Which, to be honest, the Charlie's Angels films are the only Mick G movies that I can confidently say that I like. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, everything else he's done is hit or miss for me. But Charlie's Angels, I've liked. He's produced a lot of stuff that I like. I haven't seen a lot of stuff that he directed that I like. Well, he does a lot of like, I'm going to do all these projects, and then a lot of them never come to fruition. So some yeah. of them do. He also did the Babysitter series uh, on, he did. I think it's yes. through Netflix or Shutter. Yeah. But anyway, I don't have any like budget or box office facts because it is a Netflix movie and they just don't release that information, unfortunately. So we're going to skip over that and just ask, do you think they're still together? No. I absolutely do not think they're still together because she still lives in L.A. and he lives in Lake Placid. Yep. So, no. So this week I made you guys watch Love Hard. Whose turn is it next week and what are you making us watch? I guess Mikey's turn, right? Yeah, Mikey. So oh, yeah. what are you making us watch next week? And we're done with Christmas. We are. Yeah, we are firmly in January as of next week. I'm still picking a movie that has some Christmas in it for January. Prep, everybody. It's still I don't give winter. A shit. Who cares? It's still winter. Yeah. My Christmas decorations will be up until at least February. Yo. A little change of pace from winter time. I'm going to pick Six Days, Seven Nights with Harrison Ford. I am so glad you picked this movie. <laughs> no joke. I forgot. I had it in my pocket ready to go. I, I, Anne Hayes, right? Yeah, Anne Hayes. Yes. Yeah, oh my God. This movie is nuts. It came out in 98. I remember this movie. Oh man, I'm so excited. Never seen this movie because I, <laughs> I was too young to see it when it came out originally. So I'm excited. Awesome. So your homework next week is to go on a vacation to somewhere in the South Pacific with your boyfriend, but fall in love with Harrison Ford instead and enjoy six days and seven nights. But Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Of course not, Todd. So while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five star text review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So Mikey, whose review you're going to read this week? Hungry Moon. (laughs) is that their real name hungry moon Uh uh-huh okay what does hungry moon have to say title of review all the laughs oh (laughs) nice long time listener first time reviewer oh well thank you for the review i came to this pod from listening to page on cult podcast and i've never looked back mostly just want to thank page and todd for unlocking a flood of memories at the mention of pablo francesco on the last holiday episode it's francisco yeah which we reference pablo francisco all the time just the two of us a lot i don't think anyone gets it 
Pablo Francisco was the first Comedy Central Presents I ever saw. So it's like a like a moment for me in my life. I'll never forget that one. Thanks for all the laughs, you three, even though she doesn't mention me by name. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're bitter or anything, but yeah. Why would I care? You're such a little tortilla boy. <laughs> Pablo Francisco did a bit about the college that I went to. So when I was in college, nice. everyone was obsessed with Pablo Francisco yeah, yeah, yeah. because of that. Nice. Well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. Hungry Moon, we appreciate it. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. I'm your Santa now. <laughs> Santa's secrets. Santa's secrets. Bye. <laughs> and happy New Year's Eve, you sexy bunch of nerds. Hopefully you guys are having fun. Mm-hmm.